Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and Robin Boyd is somewhere in cyberspace. We're trying to patch her in. So, uh, Casey, thank you very much, and Dallas, for working so hard to bring Robin uh, to the show, because God knows I can't uh, do the show without my right arm. Uh, (laughs) In the meantime, I'm going to bring on our guest a little early, Linda Creter. You're going to hear from her this summer, and you can hear her on TogiNet Radio, because she has started her own military radio network, not in competition with my show, with my endorsement, blessing, and goodwill, Um, and I hope that everybody listening today will also check out Military uh, Radio Network because it has a lot of great information out there. Linda, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you formed this show. You know, that's a, a huge question, but the big reason is because we needed to have a platform to make a bigger footprint for a topic of conversation that really is challenging for most people. Caregivers are in existence uh, for our wounded, ill, and injured. They range across all conflicts, but it is one of those topics that stays in the background, partly because of fear. No one else wants to be a caregiver and have an injured service member or veteran, and partly out of just, it, it simply is a difficult topic to consider for anyone. And so we have taken a a very different approach. We've listened for the last seven years, and we decided to make a a departure into a fresh approach to bring resources and learning and development to these extremely resourceful people who are overburdened at times, but who, if we can carve out a little bit of time for them, will improve their quality of life and improve that of the veterans as well. Well, and I know from, you know, caring for my own mother, now she had cancer, it's a little bit different. And Rob, uh, Rob, are you on the line now? I am, yes. Hello. Hi, Robin. Hi there, Linda. You cared for your mother for a long time. How many years, Rob, did you care for your mother before she passed on? Just shy of 20 years. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, we've got some, She had had a stroke, and we we were fortunate enough that we could move in with her. So it was um, full-time care for her, and it was um, not something that everybody is able to do. So, um, you know, we felt very fortunate. Well, and there's times that, you know, for me, I found it so overwhelming uh, to read and to be researching and looking up stuff on top of everything else. And I'm really happy, you know, that Linda's put the show together to talk about um, to talk about some of the issues, concerns, because you're so focused, so hyper focused on the other person that you kind of I don't know, I let everything else go. 
Well, you know, one of the things that we've done with the radio program is rather interesting. We're taking a 360-degree view of the military life in terms of the challenges. Um, it will include people who are caregivers, but it will not be focused specifically on caregivers. It will try and take a look at perhaps the perspectives of a veteran who's being cared for by a caregiver, but their perspective on PTSD care and that kind of thing. It, if you only look at the caregiver perspective, you're missing out on a two-way communication that could really improve the quality of life of both people or the family in general. So we're going to take a very different approach to doing this in the future, and it's very exciting. Well, and I think that's so important because I know my mom was afraid to ask for anything and she right. really didn't want to be a burden. She didn't. So you're right. There's like a one way communication going on here. Um, not uh, it's not really I won't say healthy communication because it's an unhealthy situation. You've got somebody who needs full time or part time or assisted care and then you've got the caregiver. So it doesn't naturally set up for an openness of like what I need and what you need. And, you know, that just doesn't happen. Right. No, you're absolutely right. And then if you think about caregiving in the military space, you may be at completely different places on the continuum of care. It might be at the very initial beginning where you've gotten that phone call. You really don't know what to expect. You're thrown into the deep end of the pool, and you have to have the essentials, the basics to begin, all the way through to someone who's been a caregiver for the last 40 years for a Korean war vet um, or someone who is just entering the VA now. Uh, Vietnam vets are classic for this because they've stayed away from the VA medical system for a long time until they need it now. And then we have our post-9-11 vets who are often very young and are really learning how to face from the ages of 19, 20, 21, 35 the next 30, 40 years of caregiving. And so in order for them to do this in a healthy manner, we're going to put together a different approach that will both educate, inspire, and motivate them to lead healthier lives as, as well as learn along the way. Because if you have choices in life and you can lifelong learn, it raises a lot of hope and optimism that we think really makes for a higher quality of life. Well, and I think it's, you know, it changes as it goes on. I know, mm -hmm. uh, Linda, you know, or, um, and Robin, you know, my life changed dramatically during my mom's illness. You know, I had two children, I moved, I got a divorce. So, you know, there's all this other stuff going on, mm -hmm. in, you know, in my own life. And then, you know, so here I am changing and then she's changing as her illness progressed. And I'm sure, Rob, you saw that, you know, I think of my dad who lives with me, he's 81 and, you know, he's an 80 yep. veteran and, you know, there's specific it just changes. It cha And so I'm like excited to, to be a regular listener. I know it sounds funny. You know, here I am a radio host on my own <laughs> show, but I'm, I'm excited. Flattered. Thank you. Well, I think, you know, there's so many specific things like what I found with my dad as he's gotten older. Um, like I said, he's 81 now, but he is more, he's, he's more attuned to his military days than I think ever in his life. And stories are coming up and reactions are coming up and things that maybe had never been talked about for, I don't know, 50 years, right. Um, coming to the forefront. So I, you know, and for me, I'm 40, I, you know, something, I don't know how to handle this. I don't know, you know, do you encourage them? Like, I, I don't know. It's like, there's, this is whole new territory for everybody. I think. 
Well, I think what the difficulty in any kind of caregiving for an adult is we've all raised children. Most of us have raised children. We've all had to be a caretaker of a little one, and you have that sort of... um, Oh, that kind of responsibility in your mind. And when you're caring for an an adult and an elder to you at that, there's a completely different dynamic that has to take place. There has to be still that respect of their age, that respect of their intelligence, that respect of their experiences, while still giving them the care that might be the most um, personal care ever <laughs> that you may not have ever uh, thought of, of in, including in your relationship um, and knowing when you need to have somebody step in and give you a hand or when it's something that you know you can handle or you have to have that objective view and that's where resources are so helpful because then you're able to be able to say okay I definitely need a man to come in and help shower, or I definitely need to have somebody come in once a week so that I can go to the doctor or whatever. Those are the things where resources are definitely important. I agree with you fully, and I think one thing to always focus on is that caregiving is a work in progress, but the emphasis that we are going to really put on veteran caregiver is going to be about post-traumatic growth. And what role and responsibilities are you taking on now? How does that change your role in the family? And how do you safeguard against, as a young spouse, for example, turning into a parent? You don't want to do that. You're going to end up losing some intimacy there um, as a parent and a child changing roles, an adult child changing roles. As you mentioned, there's that respect. And then if you're dealing with the very young level, there's a lot of maturity that needs to take place as well under very trying circumstances. Well, and I think, you know, we all struggle, you know, like for me, and I think I speak on behalf of a lot of um, a lot of the mother caregivers out mm-hmm. there who have small children. You know, I don't know what it's like to have teenage kids. I don't know what it's like to have grown children, but I can tell you what it's like to be a caretaker uh, with small kids, and then you know, uh, you know, an older parent or you know somebody who needs assistance. Um, it's a juggle, and it's a juggle of priorities. And you know, I struggle sometimes thinking, where do I fit in the mix? You know, where where am I in all this? And I know then my dad feels bad that I don't get out and I don't do enough. And, you know, Rob, I'm sure your mom felt the same way. Yeah, yeah, it is. And um, I think there's a vulnerability as they do get older that they're not comfortable with and finding that balance because they do need um, help uh, and know that they have to be able to call you, but yet they don't want to uh, have to call because they feel that they should be independent. And, um, right, they don't want to be a burden. That's correct, and it's such a difficult balance, such a difficult balance. Well, and Linda, I'm excited. You know, one of the other reasons that I'm really excited for your show, and we're going to get into your show more in depth um, after the break, is because I feel that, you know, what I've seen on Military Mom Talk Radio is that, you know, the feedback I've gotten over the last five years is that we've talked about, Rob and I, 
issues on the air that give uh, veterans and military families the words, the concepts, the the, mm-hmm. the stuff to talk about, at least the starting points, you know, or we validate and provide comfort. And I think, you know, you're going to do that in a whole different manner on a whole different level um, for a lot of our families in ways that we couldn't reach. Um, I'm going to take us to commercial break. My name is Sandra Beck, and I'm the host of Military Mom Talk Radio, along with Robin Boyd, who's here from New Hampshire. I'm here in Los Angeles. And Linda, you're in New York City or Washington? Where are you? No, I'm in Annapolis, Maryland. Okay, so you're in Annapolis, Maryland. So we're covering the United States today again. Um, When we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about the Military Radio Network and why you need to tune in and why you need to encourage your family and your friends and your military uh, sphere of influence to check this out because at any point you can find yourself uh, being the caregiver and you want to be able to understand both perspectives. More with Linda Creter and Military Wise Health after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Toginet Radio. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and 
science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the Woo Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help a sound, put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting with Linda Creter today. And I hope I didn't give you guys the wrong opinion, but Linda's new show has a lot more than just veteran caregivers. Linda, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what's coming up on upcoming episodes. Well, you know, I'm very, very excited because we have some amazing co-hosts with me who have different perspectives and different areas of expertise. So we're going to rotate through the co-hosts, and we're going to touch on all of the topics that impact our military families in terms of the caregiving ones, the wounded warriors, active duty, and also veterans of any era. So we're making some very interesting uh, connections so that it will be organizations, individuals, areas of specialty. For example, tomorrow's show is going to be on uh, PTSD is in my office because veteran hiring is something everyone pushes, but no one really wants to talk about how do you manage PTSD in the workplace? Is it real? And I will tell you, yes, it is. But can it be managed? Yes, it can. And that's an education process. So I think a lot of what we're doing on the radio is carrying through the themes that are in veteran caregivers. So the two are related. We will teach people, so there will be learning involved. We'll talk about leadership in various areas because that's very important in terms of influence and living a healthy, well-balanced, higher quality of life than perhaps that the, the blinders on may not make that possible. And that goes across the gamut from active duty to veterans to caregivers to everyone in between. So it really offers a very broad view of the issues today that are out there and some of the ones that people don't talk about very often, much as you do on your program. Well, and, you know, when you think about that, like I just thought about what you said, like PTSD in the workforce. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, everything Rob and I have done, you know, we've, we've, we've pushed really hard, Rob. I think you'll agree with mm-hmm. me to yeah. give, you know, as much information we could, especially in the early days. Remember when we first started the show and we were talking about post-traumatic stress, there was the big issue of is it a disorder? Is it post-traumatic mm-hmm. stress disorder? Is it, you know, what the heck is it? And, you know, the first initial reports coming out, I remember we had the Pentagon on. We we had Camp Pendleton. We had some specialists come up. Remember the nurses that came on, Rob? We're mm. all talking about, you know, oh, the incidents could be as high as 30%. Then they were 50%. Then they were 70%, you know, <laughs> you know, as, as, as time goes on. But, you know, everything we talked about really, Rob, was the focus of the family, I guess, because we're military mom talk radio. We're family-centered. But I never even thought about effects in the workplace. Well, the interesting part is if it affects your workplace, or you cannot get hired because there are misconceptions about PTSD, which I think we all know that in the newspapers and the media, often only the most vivid, I'll call them, examples are put out there. 
it really does help to have some experts put some perspective on PTSD. What are some limitations, but how can you move past them in most cases? And how can you educate employers as well so that they're not fearful of hiring a veteran and then not just, quote, taking a chance on a veteran? That's, that's a terrible statement okay. that we all work to avoid. So we're going to be, as I said, educating through some very different means using some experts and some veterans themselves. And we're very, very pleased about doing this. But PTSD is in the workplace. And there are there are so many areas that we can touch on this. I think you'll find that while PTSD has been explained and traumatic brain injury in the same way, there are new aspects of it, and it is evolving all the time. So while we don't want to hammer on same old issues, we're going to take a fresh look and different approach to those issues as people progress into the reintegration back into the communities. Well, I think, too, in a past generation, there's always been a stigma to mm-hmm. any kind of PTSD. Therefore, people were not coming forward, and the statistics looked like there were fewer instances when quite the opposite, there in, the instances were certainly there, but people weren't coming forward. And I think now people are understanding that that stigma doesn't have to carry with them a negative uh, connotation, but yet it's just going to be one more whether someone has a hearing loss or whether somebody has a, a vision impairment or possibly uh, needing apparatus to sit more comfortably ergonomically at a desk. Those all are things that um, workplaces are trying to be more inclusive of. And now, of course, if there are other issues, um, maybe somebody needs to have time off on, on a different uh, schedule or whatever. All of those are much more accepted now, and I'm glad that we're looking at it in a new light and looking at new resources so that they can um, feel as though they're moving forward instead of a vortex of moving backwards and moving downward. Uh, very well, true. I- Go ahead, Sandra. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I was just thinking about that. Like, you know, I was thinking about, you know, a couple of the companies that I consult for and work for, and, you know, they have a high military population, mm-hmm. um, prior military. And I think about like some of the stupid comments, like, you know, cause people are stupid. I'm just gonna, I'm always the one <laughs> the way it is, you know, you were so polite about saying, you know, like it's, I would have said like, you know, except the one, you know, all we hear about PTSD is the one nut job that opens fire right. on a gas station. You know, that's the only one mm-hmm. we hear. We don't hear about yeah. The other issues, but I think about like, you know, even in my meetings, whatever, it's really important for companies that have military veterans um, in their ranks to openly talk about some of these things so you don't get the stupid stigma comments like I think of recently one of the guys got really mad at our table and you know got up and left and huffed away and you know everybody's like oh well that's right PTSD head case well the guy had legitimate reasons to be mad about you know the productivity that didn't get done and of course you know people slough it off like that but I do think that there's got to be an education in the workplace of what is you know a PTSD reaction is what is just a manager getting mad going, you know, you guys deserve it because it's your work. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I think we got to open it up and, and look at it and examine it and, you know, not make the biggest deal out of it, but there needs to be an awareness. And I think, Linda, that's what you're talking about. I am. And, and in many cases, if you just think about all those things you and Robin just stated, communication is at the root of all of it. 
So if they can learn to communicate instead of stomping out of the room and getting up in a huff, but learn that, okay, you may be frustrated with this new system, but here's how a better way to handle that program might have been. We are trying to stem the fact that if you do get a good job, that you keep it. The statistics are still too high on certain percentages of the veterans in hired, that are hired where there are three jobs in three years. They're not maintaining their jobs as well. So that's an education piece on the part of both the veteran and the employer. And it also helps if you have the family involved to understand the differences as well. Because cohesive communication can make a huge difference in reducing the amount of frustration and acting improperly, I'll I'll put it, or inappropriately in the workplace. So those are the kinds of things that we're going to talk about. So it is is a very much a a 360-degree view of all of these issues and how to just really take a positive stance and educate, push the leadership, and increase the probability of living and thriving in a much better way. Well, and you can't know what you don't know. You know, right. like I, I think of experiences I've had on both sides of the fence. And, you know, I know when I've been under more stress than normal, you know, I'm cranky. I think everybody's out to get me. I think that there's this grand conspiracy, you know, not to get this project done. And don't people see how hard I'm working? Don't people see how hard it is for me? Well, you know what? No, they don't. But a conversation with a manager or a conversation with a peer that says, hey, you know, you got to ratchet it back, go take a walk, go take a, you know, right. drink of water, you know, take a take an hour. Like like um, one of my friends used to tell me when I would, was under, you know, divorce stress and uh, my mom dying stress and, you know, some other stressors on top of that financial stress. My one uh, friend that worked with me would be like, hey, Stan, he'd throw my iPod at me across the room. I <laughs> kid you not with my headphones. And he goes, take it outside. And I would, I would go and I'd run up my canyon and I'd run down, you know, because Mm -hmm. you can't know what you don't know. And we all suffer stress at points in our life and post-traumatic stress is just a different form of it. You can have it from a car accident, you can have it from lots of things. So I think it's really important that as we have this conversation that we get the tools to deal with this, whether we are the person dealing with the person under stress, if we're the person under stress, if we're the spouse or the child, you know, we get quite a few oh, yes. uh, people listening to us. You know, my son, I know, listens to my shows. I didn't know that. I was shocked. I was like, kidding me, right? Because he'd throw some <laughs> quotes wonderful. back at me. But, you know, he's right. I mean, ed- education can come from anywhere. And if you're in the military family, you really need to tune in to Linda's show. Linda, where is where can we listen to your show? Well, it's on the Tugginet Network under uh, Military Network Radio. And it's uh, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Central, and we live air, and we're going to really choose some interesting topics or perhaps different perspectives on topics that have been talked about before because there is new information and there are different approaches. So we're very much looking forward to continuing on and growing and bringing new things that actually support and sustain exactly what you do, Sandra, just in a different way. 
Well, there's lots to cover. God knows, you know, Robin and I never seem to run out of topics. Um, There's so many (laughs) unique needs for the military family. Uh, This is Military Mom Talk Radio. Our guest today is Linda Creter, and you're going to check out her show. It's easy to find if you just go to the Toginet Run. It's one show right above mine, and I want you guys to tune in. There's lots of great information. We're going to visit more with Linda after the break. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures. To her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons, her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. LinkedIn, it's a great tool and a great way to do business in today's social media-driven world. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady with the LinkedIn Lady Show, Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern on allbusinessradionetwork.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is designed to inform, inspire, and educate businesses. Every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose. And the LinkedIn Lady will interview a variety of guests, such as business owners who can showcase their business and talk about how they use social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. As trends change and new applications become available, the LinkedIn Lady Show will bring that information to you in an easy-to-use, fun, and engaging way. Every Tuesday and Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern, it's the LinkedIn Lady Show with Carol McManus on AllBusinessRadioNetwork.com. There ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the USA Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system It's more fun than a sale at the BX Now let's get back to it 
It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and this is Military Mom Talk Radio. And for those of you that missed the first half of our show, you can reach us on iTunes under Military Mom Talk Radio. You can also Google us, Military Mom Talk Radio, and the .com will come up. There's uh, over almost 300 hours of family-friendly military programming. We've been on the air over five years. I think we're one of the longest, if not the longest, military family-friendly radio show. Uh, you can also reach us at Toginet, that's T-O-G-I-N-E-T dot com for not only my show, but Linda's show as well. You just look for the word military, you know you're in the right place. Um, when we left for a break, we were talking a little bit about um, some issues with PTSD in the workforce, but what I'd like to talk about this segment, girls, is... A lot has changed. Like when you think of the word military veteran, it conjures up ideas of like old guys standing on a Memorial Day, you know, with a flag, you know, and, and you know, a parade kind of thing. But the face of veterans have changed. You know, Linda, you alluded to the fact that, you know, some of our, uh, you know, veterans that need uh, care are 19, 20 years old. And so mm-hmm. it's really hard to know, especially like if you're from a military family, you'd think you know it all. But the games have changed, you know, and being a friend, being supportive, like beyond just being a coworker, you know, does your show talk about how to support military veterans, especially military veterans that have, you know, maybe some compromised issues? Um, you know, where do you even start? Well, you bring up a lot of good points. I think we start from a perspective that's very different than what I've been hearing for the last seven or eight years. I think after 14 years of war, uh, a lot of issues that have come to the surface, some that are just festering under the surface, there is so much that's out there. But don't we all get in ruts of sorts where we, we make it from day to day to day? We don't take time to consider are there other options can we possibly fit in some self-development? I know that I went for a long period of time after struggling with some issues of my own where I wasn't doing any self-development. I figured I didn't have time for me and it wouldn't matter anyway. But that's not true. When you do start to focus, even if it's 10 minutes at a time, and breaking the box that you're in a little bit, stretching outside it. What is the saying? Uh, you should challenge yourself every day or else you're not growing. I firmly believe in lifelong learning, whether it is a, a new skill, uh, a new hobby, or something that you just take up that stretches your mind a little bit. Because what it does is it tends to open you up to optimism and hope and a new way of looking at everything. I'm, I'm not suggesting for a minute that this is all Pollyanna and you're going to suddenly get rainbows and flowers. But I am saying that if you take the time to listen to not only our programs, but take a look at Veteran Caregiver and the approach we're taking, you will find ways that you may not have thought about before. And if I can just be that little voice on someone's shoulder at some point when they're thinking about choices they make, that will be a, a real gift that and a blessing to me to be able to supply that to someone. I know that I have learned so much from the military families I've worked with, starting with the Wounded Warrior Regiment in Quantico seven years ago, to over 100,000 caregivers and 5,000 direct families that we've advocated for 
among every issue you can imagine at every level, every seriousness level, um, right to the crisis level. And if we can provide some resources, some new ways of thinking, and some hope that things can be very different, you'd be amazed what that positive outlook can do to the outcomes. And that's where we're hoping to take uh, both of those efforts. Well, and I think, you know, you say you want to be a little angel that whispers on somebody's shoulders. I want or a you to little be devil. The, Devil's or a little maybe. devil. I want you to be the broad <laughs> with a giant bullhorn right behind people's heads going, okay, we need to make changes. These are simple changes. These are right. simple awarenesses. You know, I think it needs to be shouted from the rooftops, which I is why I'm, I'm so behind you 100% of the way. Thank um, you. Because there's, you're welcome. Um, there's so many issues today that we really haven't faced. You know, I think, you know, Rob, we've done a lot of shows about women in the military. We've got, you right. know, women, you know, 20% of the military right now is female. Well, we have got different issues. I'm here to tell you, you know, when mm-hmm. I worked with Rick, you know, um, you know, he had his own bucket of issues with his military service and, you know, mm-hmm. but our approaches, our ways to deal with it, you know, he would clam up, you know, like a big old hermit crab, just pull those legs in, shut down completely. And, um, you know, and I'd be blabbing and crying away across the table from (laughs) him. And it was like, therein lies two people in two traumatic situations, handling a completely normal male, female way. Uh, Completely true. And yet uh, we're coming back to communication, which I personally believe is at the root of all conflicts that we have. But if we can show different ways of thinking about things or tell someone else's story that may have some common threads but has a different way that they managed it, it may be something no one has thought about. We all get caught in our ruts. And so we're hoping that we can open some minds, give some new ideas, have people try things. Not everything works for everyone. And it's a matter of finding what fits you. And I think one of the things that I have been so cognizant of over the years is that there's a lot of a cookie-cutter approach to so many things in the government and in the military in particular. And what I have found is that the more customized is one word for it, but the more uniquely you allow people to address what are their strengths and weaknesses in the ways that they feel comfortable in doing, you can really bring people along, again, that continuum where they grow and they become different people and become better versions of themselves over time. We all have choices. You can become bitter or better in a situation, and hopefully we can present some ideas and thoughts that will spur some new creative thinking and just even some trial and error because that is what life is all about, and it gets richer that way on all levels for every member of the family and those who well, love them. And it doesn't have to be all shrinky, and it doesn't oh, have it, to be I'm not all shrink. weird. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But a lot of this right. stuff that comes out, Linda, like I will tell you, like, you know, I'm going to go back to a Rick story. We had to share an office, okay? And yeah. I never knew he'd be mad, or at least, you know, appearances of mad, scowly face, all hunched up, you know, meh. And I would say, what's wrong? And and he wouldn't know. And it would be something related to something else. And it was so funny because one of the shows that I went on, I was talking to this lady and she's like, he probably doesn't even know what he's feeling. He's feeling Mm -hmm. an emotion, but can't identify it. So based on that, just that information she sent me, Rob, you remember this? I I do. I wrote out like five index cards. And I wrote one was like, I'm mad. 
I'm sad. I'm frustrated. Like mm-hmm. I'm bored, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, y- y- you know, I'm, I'm feeling all this energy from you. It's hard for me to get my work done sitting right next to you. And he would hold up the index card that Perfect. identified the feeling. And, you know, we would laugh and I took a picture of it and posted it on Facebook, but you know, it was, it was such a simple thing because right. I didn't know if I had annoyed him. You know, when you work in close quarters, you're eight, 10 hours a day together and you got to get a job done. You know, those little flashcards, the I mad. That was brilliant. Well, it was just, but it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't shrinky. It wasn't weird. It was kind of funny. And then we started enjoying it. And then like one time I, he would always get mad at me because he's like, you don't tell me what bothers you. And I'm like, well, I'm not good at confrontation. So I had my little card that I would held up and I'm like, I'm ready to confront my demon. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. But it, it, it opened up everything and it, and it relieved what could have been a very bad situation, which would require us to have that high turnover rate you talked about. Exactly. So if you can open a dialogue, if you can present things in a different way, again, everyone is different and we can't cookie cutter approach this in my opinion. And that is my opinion only. But I think that if we can offer some ideas and have some very cogent discussions and good ones that make people think a little differently. I think that we will have a good effect on both the outcomes and also on some perspectives and mental health and physical health and all those things that really make living a lot more pleasant if everybody communicates differently. And that's the thing, too, is finding the tools that work for you. And sometimes Mm -hmm. some tools do work, sometimes they don't. Only, I mean, Stephen and I have been married for 38 years, going on 39 and only until recently have I been able to wake him up from a nightmare and been able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Nightmares early on uh, were different, but now, so many years later, uh, we're finally able to approach these nightmares and face them and talk about them. He wouldn't talk about them before, but there were certain things that finally evolved in our communication that we were able to open that up, and he was able to let go of whatever he was feeling inhibited about as far as what ramifications would happen if he even said that he was having these these nightmares. But then again, you know, waking up to screaming or waking up Mm -hmm. to yelling or thrashing or hitting is... We have to face it. <laughs> we just can't say, True. oh, gee, that didn't happen. <laughs> it, do, it does happen. But finding the right, the, what works for that person is so very, very difficult. We're here today with Linda Creeder, and we're so thrilled to have you, Linda. And we're also, I don't know if we've officially welcomed you to the Toganet family as well, but we're so happy that you are on Tuesdays at 10 a.m., you said Eastern Time, correct? That's correct. That's wonderful. I hope everybody tunes in. We are having one more segment after the break with Linda. I do hope you all stay tuned. If you want more information about our show, visit MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com and find this show as well as all of our past shows as well as finding it on iTunes. We will be back in a moment with one more segment with Linda Creeder. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. 
If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Marla believes that with the right mindset, anything is possible. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka inspires you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Marla will inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power. Tune into the Million Dollar Mindset for heartwarming stories with Marla Tabaka. Learn tips and tricks to building a successful business and unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. For more information on the Million Dollar Mindset, go to our website, MarlaTabaka.com. That's M-A-R-L-A-T-A-B-A-K-A.com. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Monday afternoons at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with lessons in joyful living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. Mondays at noon central, Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I.com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. We'll put a boot in your ass. It's the American way. Help us out. Put your name at the top of his list and a statue of liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting with Linda Creter. You can check out uh, one of her websites, VeteranCaregiver.com. I think um, it's really appropriate for what I'm about to say. I'd like to honor Karen uh, today. She's a family member of mine, and she uh, put a face post up that asked a favor from all of her Facebook friends. That's everybody listening today. She wants to remind us to each hug our loved ones today and tell them that they that you love them. Uh, preferably every day she'd like you to do this. Her son, CJ, was taken off life support during our show, and he did pass away. Um, needless to say, it's probably the one of the toughest decisions a caregiver would ever have to make. So we want Karen to know how much she's loved and uh, for my family and friends and everybody who knew CJ that we want to honor your life today in today's show. Um, Girls, there's no great way to segue out of that one other than to talk about what are some of the resources uh, for families on veterancaregiver.com. Well, the resources are vast, Sandra, and actually this week we will be launching a new veteran caregiver, one that's been revised, to be more accessible. Um, 
information delivered in ways that have not been delivered before. So through videos, very short videos you can view on your phone or your tablet if you just have two minutes to wait in the car or at sitting at the VA. If you are interested in a, a local community meetup where you can meet other caregivers face-to-face, -face, you will have that opportunity as well. We're taking on these videos in three categories, to learn, to lead, and to live. So learning would be learning about the conditions and things that you deal with, how to work the navigational medical system, because as you know, that's a large bureaucracy, and there's some tips and um, guidance that we can provide there. Leadership in terms of how do you gain those skills and grow your innate leadership skills to gain more influence, whether it's with your care team, with your family members, with being able to communicate things that are very difficult to other people. How can we help you grow those skills? And we will provide some resources for that. And then finally, you come to more than just a body, mind, spirit, wellness perspective, although that does form the foundation for the other aspects that we're going to be talking about. But some other wellness aspects, people don't often think of wellness, are, are financial literacy. How about jobs, part-time, full-time, home-based positions for caregivers? How can you gain education or skills training as a caregiver with limited time and uh, capabilities to use and to study? What can you do to keep your intellectual health and your mind active and not getting stagnant? And very importantly, how do you stay positive or even functioning at a time when sometimes there are the darkest days possible and you just don't see how you're going to go the next 15 minutes. So we will address all of those things as well as spiritual health, social growth. One of the important points about these local community meetups is that online resources are fantastic, but they're online. And sometimes when you are meeting with a group of people over a cup of coffee, just plain fellowship, None of the structure that comes with a lot of the more institutionalized meetings, but a cup of coffee with people who get it, a little hour of respite, that's all, can really make a world of dis difference. And it may stop you from locking yourself in the closet or in your car in the driveway when you just can't take it anymore. So mm. we're using those elements to, to act as resources. And then, of course, the radio program, Military Network Radio, through the TogiNet platform, you've been so kind to talk about that today, we will also be talking about, again, that whole global view of all of the issues that surround families, caregivers, um, those who care about them, and also try and bridge some of the civilian military divide. It's getting better, but if we can bridge and educate our civilian population who find these topics of interest, I think we will have done a very good thing, and that's our goal. That's fabulous. Do you have to register to um, find your resources on veterancaregiver.com? No, not once we launch the new site, and that will be God willing, tomorrow. So <laughs> Congratulations. It, it, currently, thank you, currently you do have to register, but it's only an email address and we don't do anything with those. But no, we have taken out the registration to make it more accessible, to make it easier to gain on your telephone or your tablet. Because 97% of mil those in the military and their families access information off of a phone or a tablet. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that everything is accessible in a way that 
you can use those two to five minutes you might have to find answers to your questions or resources to have someone empathize and understand your common threads of your life together. But really, we're going to also be stimulating and um, emotionally supportive as well. We want people to know they have choices. We are all given 24 hours a day to live with, every one of us. But if we think and act upon making some positive choices that don't take ourselves last uh, as caregivers, it will be very important. There is a reason that on an airplane, the flight attendant tells you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before helping others. And yet that isn't always in the practice of caregivers, even though they know intellectually that's what they should be doing. We're hoping that we can give them two to three minutes of education, resources, and help that will make them put themselves first, slowly and surely build that incrementally. Well, and I'm going to pop this right back at you with the and the, the care receivers. I don't even know what you're calling. Absolutely. Not really the care receivers is correct. Yeah, care receivers. You know, I you know, I'm going to just tell you from my experience, you need to speak up. You need to tell me what you need because this does two things. One, it removes the mystery for me, but yep. it also removes the frustration. Like the hardest thing I have with caregiving is I don't know what you want. I don't know what you need, and I'm doing things that I think are right and sometimes I can tell that they're not right and then I get frustrated. So the kindest, most loving thing you can do for me is to tell me what you need because it makes it easier for me. It's really, if you want to help me take care of you, being upfront about what you need, what you want, what's bothering you is going to help me a whole lot more than you not. There's my soapbox. No, it's a great soapbox. And I think that that's exactly what we're hoping to do. We need caregivers to trust themselves, but we also need the care receivers to trust that they can say things and that the communication will open the dialogue and it will make for a much better outcome and communication and and just quality of life it's much easier if you're able to talk about things than the silent treatment or the passive aggressive one of the saddest things we often hear is that families are not understanding what the say a vet and his caregiver are going through his or her caregiver and they lose that family connection because they don't know what to do to help and inserting yourself when you don't know what to do is really more detrimental to the relationship. And, and that's very sad when people remove themselves. I should also mention that there is a growing number of these younger veterans who are removing themselves even from their um, living quarters. They'll stay married, but they will remove themselves and say, I, will, I, I, I love you, I want to stay married to you, but I need to go fix myself before I come back. And we're hoping that we can maintain a cohesive family unit by increasing the communication about issues like these so that the vet speaks up, the caregiver speaks up, even the children have a voice. Because when you have choices and options, you're really more apt to find the information and understand it well from both sides of the equation. And well, isn't and a lot that of true times, too? Rob, don't you think it's easier? Like you can talk from Stephen and yours perspective. Mm. Like I know that if I say something, it's like, hmm, but boy, if my dad hears it on Larry King, it must be law. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, uh, yeah, there are certain areas that you want to have that communication come from um, a professional 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, that's the matter of even the health care. Should you be driving right now because you've just had a, a, a certain Bad treatment news. or a brain injury or whatever? Right. Maybe you're not going to drive for six months. It's very difficult to tell a 27-year-old man, no, you can't drive right now. Uh, why shouldn't I drive? I feel fine. Those, those are very difficult to come from a family member because they're just feeling bitter as opposed to it being there's a medical reason why we're not wanting you to drive right now. Down the road, we're going to reassess this and, and take a different path. But, yeah, those, that that's That is so you true. And I, I think the culture is one of building dependence and, in some cases, a learned helplessness. And we're going to take the approach of, independence through education and communication and new information and resources to hopefully make that dependence much less. Because if you talk to any veteran family, they talk about strongly how when they are able to seize control of aspects of their life, that everything becomes more positive and uh, moving forward more quickly. Well, and issues get confused. I know we're going to, Rob's going to take us to the close of the show, but issues get confused. Like me asking, you know, someone to do something, especially if it's in my family, gets all wrapped up in, well, I'm the little sister. Well, I'm the older sister. Well, I'm the mother. I'm the daughter. You know, there's all these roles that we play. So even though caregiver might be well-meaning saying, hey, you shouldn't drive, give me the keys, the the care receiver can take it all sorts of ways that are control issues or mommy issues or, you know, you're the big shot, you know, whatever it is, um, all those things come into play. So it's nice to have a radio show like yours. That's the voice of reason that goes, you know, this is just really the way it probably should be. Absolutely. Linda Creator, we're so glad that you were with us today. And again, uh, Linda's show is on Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Eastern Time, and it is Military Network Radio. We also want you to visit VeteranCaregiver.com for those who care. We want you to see her new launch of her website coming up hopefully tomorrow. And if it isn't tomorrow, <laughs> do go back. Please Keep trying do. until you see it. <laughs> Thank Linda, you. thanks so much. We wish you all the best. My pleasure. Thank you. And do visit us next week. We've got another great guest coming up next week. We do hope you will have a wonderful week and return next week with Sandra and myself, Robin Boyd, on Military Mom Talk Radio.